Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Open your hearts, loosen your butts. It's time for Couples Therapy. Yeah, this podcast is Andy and Naomi's, where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies, talking excellent vacationing with brunches and cuddling, to messy situationships and conscious and coupling, from Netflix hookups to single them with some Hulu, text sex, regrets, so feeling on your new jubu. They gon' talk about it, ah, yeah, you are invited, ah, needing therapy, I guarantee, baby, we got it. It's And welcome to Couples Therapy. My name is Andy. And I'm Naomi. We're a real life couple. A real life couple of comedians. And on Couples Therapy, we answer a couple different questions from a couple different listeners. My dear love, Naomi. Andy. We just finished recording part of the 200th episode spectacular. I feel you are weary. Is that true? Well, you know what? It's funny. Weekends are really when I let myself sink into nothingness. <laughs> and so, especially on a Sunday afternoon when we're recording this introduction, mm. I am just like, what am I doing vertical right now? What am I doing sitting up? I even have on a little bit of a red lip for our spectacular. And I said, what? On the Lord's Day? Coming in a couple weeks. Coming in a couple episodes. weeks. I don't want to make it sound like we live in a, a hovel. Or anything like that, but I went out back the other day, Naomi, mm-hmm. to uh, to go to the car. So our cars are parked out back. We live in a fourplex, and there's another fourplex right across from us. Front, there's like a driveway, and then another fourplex. Yeah, and all of us have our cars in the back. This one woman was coming. She had just gone. Uh, to, it looked like yoga or something like that. She was <laughs> coming back from her car into her house, and she goes, "Hey, just a warning." Earlier this morning, uh, there was a guy doing heroin out behind here. Yeah. By That's the garbage cans. Cool. And <laughs> cool and good. Now, if someone said that to you, Naomi, I would like to know what, what would be your first reaction to that? Or what would you say to this person? I would say, thank you for reminding me never to leave the house again. It's <laughs> a, yeah. a good thing. What I said was, uh, oh, were they uh, doing it the uh, old school way? And then I mimed injecting something into my arm or uh, the new school way. And then I mimed snorting it. <laughs> to this woman's credit yeah she did not blink she's like oh huh uh yeah the new school way okay okay but my thing is if it's new school do you know it's heroin it could be cocaine could be fentanyl it could be right it, it could be so Oxy, much stuff something yeah i'm not sure but, but what i was look, actually asking was do i have to look out for a use syringe yes for use that's needles. what i was, that's what you okay i understand really, i think what i was asking that is but actually, i didn't know i, I 
truly did not know how to react to that because it was unexpected. Right. No, definitely. Also, I feel like this might be the first person. This might be the first time that person has ever spoken to you or us in any way. That <laughs> we I was said like, hello. We that said, I was like, okay, well, thank friendly. you for the heads up. This is very neighborly all of a sudden from you <laughs> to be like, FYI, heroin by the trash yes, cans. FYI, look out for used needles. So, um, but yeah, you and your old school, new school object work. Bless your heart. <laughs> I'm, I'm very impressed that she didn't blink because I think a lot of our neighbors are like, what? Yeah. When we like try to be a little ourselves. <laughs> They're like, I don't understand. So... <laughs> So I'm very glad. <laughs> now we've got an email in very recently. And I just want to, it's very short. I just want to read it. Uh, I because I think one of our former guests might be a psychic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Might be a clairvoyant specifically. Okay. This comes from Claire. Hey, Naomi and Andy. I absolutely love the pod. You both make me laugh so hard. I don't have a question, but I just wanted to point something out. I was listening to one of your older episodes with Solomon Giorgio. Solomon Giorgio. Check out. His new podcast. Uh, that's that's me. That was my. No, I get it. Yeah. Uh, from last May. And when he started pitching Men in Slap as a new show about 47 minutes in, I was like, wow, did Solomon just predict <laughs> the Will Smith slap a full year in advance? Maybe a bit of a stretch, but that show pitch could take on a whole new meaning now. Hope you both are well. Keep making the show and I'll keep listening. All right, Claire. That's a promise. You made a vow. Do you, you think said you'll keep listening, so I'm going to keep making the show. Now, we are not going to wait into any of the no, we're not. of the opinions about the slap. I'm not waiting into slap waters. We are, we are not waiting into those waters. But do you think Solomon is a clairvoyant? Absolutely. I mean, in general, I think Solomon sees things with his third eye, things we can never see. And he is just gracing us with his presence in this dimension. That's how I feel about Solomon, Georgia. <laughs> um. Now, Naomi, do you remember Jackie Johnson's episode a couple Absolutely. episodes ago? Absolutely. Our wonderful new friend. Natch Butte host. Wonderful new friend, Jackie. There was a question in there about someone who uh, they've been working in in uh, in their office over Zoom over, over the pandemic, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and one of their coworkers admitted their undying love for her. Yep. And yes. she was just like, oh, thank you. Right, 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 right. And she is also married. She's married. She yep. did, she's not interested. Yep. Oh, oh, thank you. And we... We were like, oh, is that the right, you know, should you have been maybe a little more hard-nosed and been like, shut it down? Right. This person called in and they have, uh, they, they think they should, this person should have even been harder than that. And they'll explain okay, with this comment this right here. Hi, Andy and Naomi. It's Jennifer from Massachusetts. I just listened to the Jackie Johnson episode about the person who, um, who had the colleague declare the undying love. And um, everybody kind of made jokes and, and everything about maybe go to HR or whatever. And I have a little bit more of a specific um, suggestion. Not only go to HR with a statement, but also um, the, to the best of that person's ability, they should um, make uh, like a diary of what happened, when it happened, times, dates, everything they remember including like kind of going back and piecing anything else, like the part where they said that they had suspected that this person might have developed feelings for them. All of this is 100% inappropriate. And um, if there is any repercussions, like this person badmouths her to management, things like that, because that stuff happens, um, she needs to have a record and it needs to be as thorough as possible. So in addition to a statement to HR, a personal record. If you want to one step further it, uh, mail it to yourself so it has a timestamp on it and do not open it. 
um, or mail it to a friend. It just mail it someplace so it has a timestamp, and that's it's a real CYA move. And I, I know it sounds a little bit like crazy talk, but but this is something that I think this person should do to protect themselves. And they should also keep a copy of whatever they send themselves. Um, but if it if it ever goes to court, if there's ever anything like that, they need to have proof. And and getting that timestamp from the U.S. Postal Service um, is something that that could be helpful. So in any case, uh, best of luck to everybody. Love the pod. Uh, and thanks a lot. Bye. Okay. She came in hot. Like mm-hmm. she'd been through some stuff and mm-hmm. I was like, I'm ready to listen. And also, I mean, maybe we were joking, but I felt like, at least I remember feeling serious about HR where I'm like, oh my God, you don't ask. My point is, this is not crazy talk. You're correct. Okay. It's, you're correct. You need to have this information. You need to have it right out there. You're very right. I mean, look, I'm convinced every man will murder you if you don't give them what they want. So, I mean, certainly bad-mouthing you or, you know, jeopardizing your job, uh, not out of reach. Well, you do so, have criminal minds going on the TV all night while they're <laughs> trying to sleep. So. Absolutely. So, you know, I definitely don't think that that is wild, uh, you know, out of balance for someone to do yeah. that. So, yeah. I think we I think we were in that direction, but I don't think we were that specific. Yeah, no, no, no. That's why I wanted all. to play this. Definitely. I liked how specific here, keep track of this stuff. I think we even did say like, yeah, you know, keep a record of what's going on. Yeah. But uh, I do like how specific this was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I want to Yeah, play. mailing your letter. I mean, I used to do that with ideas. Like, <laughs> meaning like if I had like a script or something or like some, I would mail it so that it was like, this is proof that this was my idea mm-hmm. this time. And that was just for my own nonsense. Yes, and then you got deeper into this business, and you're like, oh, no one gives a shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll steal what they want to steal. <laughs> uh, but um, thank you very much for calling in. I hope things are going well in Massachusetts. So before we get into the episode, though, Naomi. Yes, Naomi. Very quick. Yes. 10 seconds, 15 seconds at most. I just want to say, we have a Patreon. Absolutely. Patreon.com slash couples therapy pod. You get two extra episodes a month of just Naomi and myself. We've mm. been doing advice episodes just for the page recently. Mm-hmm. It's been real fun, but that's what basically supports the show. Yes. And you know what? If you have the disposable cash, if you don't, we just love that you're a listener. We love that you're here. We love a review. Five stars. You know, that costs zero dollars. But yeah, just for five bucks, if you have it and you want to throw it our way, you know, we appreciate you. Yeah. And if not, keep on listening. Keep on hanging. Okay. I already told Claire I'll keep making the show if she keeps listening. So. <laughs> so. And that's legally binding. Legally binding. It's in writing. Now, Naomi, who is our guest today? Our guest is the one, the only, Georgia Hardstark. Yes. You know Georgia as one half of the podcast duo from My Favorite Murder. And also, Georgia is one of the founders of the Exactly Right Podcast Network. And you've heard her voice. You've seen her in stuff like Tuca and Birdie, Craig of the Creek, Drunk History, Fresh Off the Boat. I mean, she's doing it all. Wouldn't you say? Mm Mm-hmm. So, without further ado... Roll it. Have you ever been to a Seder? Ever. Always. Wait, you're not not Jewish. Jewish. I'm Jewish. You're Jewish? Jewish? I'm Jewish as fuck. You're Jewish? Okay. We did not think Georgia Hard Stark was Jewish. I did not. (laughs) We assumed Goyim. 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 Although when we did talk, uh, had a conversation at that party over Uh the holidays and you talked about uh, mother issues. I should have maybe <laughs> guessed. Yeah, that's on you, dude. That's because that that seems to be a problem for our people. It really does. They really make them. You know what I mean? Those moms, those Jewish moms. Where'd uh, you? Yeah, hundred percent. Where'd you All grow that. up? 
I my my family's from LA. This is how I have to always. Oh say right, it. right. Yes, you did talk about. Uh huh. Uh huh. My family's from LA. We're old stock, you know. And then my parents, when they had me, were like, "Let's move to Orange County." So I grew up there, but I hate it. And I oh my god, this is the second <laughs> person from Orange County we're talking to today. And I just never oh. thought I would live a life where I knew people from Orange County. Okay, you growing up, know, I'm not. You don't know me from Orange County. I am LA. <laughs> okay, I just. Uh, you know, I just, mean, it seems scary. Hold Orange on, County. we don't know. I'm just gonna put that out there. We <laughs> don't. Okay. Well, you I watch do, the I, OC, yes. yeah. Oh, oh. So, so you're 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 from the Sandy Cohen part of. <laughs> yeah, if you watched the OC, exactly. If you watched Laguna Beach, if uh-huh. you watched The Real Housewives of, uh, whatever, what is it called? Orange County. <laughs> it's exactly like everyone is like that. It's exactly like that, but more skinheads because I was there in the '90s. So more oh, no. skinheads. You know, it's just not. It's not a place if you have any kind of personality that's not. You know, that's not white supremacist straight lace, white supremacist wasp. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Wow. Yeah. Wait, wait, sorry. So what the, so like, are you really growing up? Like, I, I'm sorry to like keep saying this, but like Seth okay. Cohen, are you growing up in that like context milieu? No. Well, so yes, in that context. But then, you know, we were we didn't have money at all. We were Jewish, which wasn't wasn't really where I was from with things. So we like had to have uh, <laughs> we had to have. Um, Friday night services, we had to use the local like church <laughs> to have oh, services. So like, there's Jesus, pretend he's not there. You know what I mean? Like that kind wow. of thing. And then, uh, and my parents were divorced. We were all a little like, you know, hyperactive and weird. So we just didn't fit in. And that our educa- the education system is amazing if you don't have any special needs at all. So okay. we just kind of didn't work there, you mm-hmm, know, as mm-hmm, a family. Mm-hmm. And so we all left. Nobody I know lives there. And I don't okay. yeah, ever go there. How old were you when they got divorced? Five. Oh, okay. So Yeah, it's... but my dad stuck around. Like, we all just kind of milled around Irvine, which is where we're from. Okay. Oh. Sure, I've been to the improv. We yeah. went to the, yeah, we went to the Irvine improv. <laughs> Naomi's done a couple sets there. <laughs> oh, like, every time I see, like, a friend post, like, I'm going to be at the Irvine improv, I, I have to stop myself from going, don't go there. You might not escape Irvine. Like, don't. But I'm like, Georgia, it's not the same thing anymore. <sighs> yeah. I know. It was a real, it was a funny, though, because I went, the first time I went, I, like, it was a terrible feeling. And then the uh, second time I opened for Nicole Byer and it was a totally uh, warm vibe, right? Because yes. if you've signed up to see Nicole Byer, <laughs> right. you're on board, you right, know? So course. they were like, or they were kind of fun. But then also she roasted them. Cause she was like, I know she was like, okay, Hey guys. So we've had this thing called COVID, you know? And like the audience <laughs> legit, like there was a lady who was like, woo, she like screamed. And then oh Nicole goes, God. ew, bitch, you are COVID. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, get out of here. It was so her. funny. She's, God, she's so good. She, she really got her. But yeah, it was like, that was my exposure. Cause we did with that outdoor mall. Did spectrum. you hang out at that oh. mall when you were younger? It wasn't there. Spectrum. Was it, it there? It was being, it had just finished being, being built my senior year of high school. Uh-huh. So it was very, very basic, but it was like the only thing to do in, in Orange County. And then I moved like literally the month I graduated high school. I was like, goodbye. And we all moved to LA. So, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Just, so as a teenager, you didn't get to hang out at Lids. <laughs> <laughs> no, isn't that sad? You could have had so many cool lids. I could have had the most, the best lid collection out there. <laughs> out there in the game, really. <laughs> so wait, okay. So you're like a weird 
kid, a, a quote unquote weird kid. Oh, I yeah, guess. I was a weird kid. I was a weird kid. Well, okay, wait. Let me ask. What does yeah, that mean? Yeah. To you? How would you describe that? Uh, you know, everyone thinks they're they're the weird one, right? But like gawky, I definitely was bullied a lot because I just kind of. I was like real thin and straggly hair and just kind of still growing into my eyes. <laughs> and <laughs> I just didn't fit in. I just, ha- I, I love to read and I, you know, say the wrong thing. And all the girls were like beautiful, Eliz- like different versions of Elizabeth was their names. And they were just <laughs> all like, they just all were like rich and pretty, you know, mm-hmm. and said the right things and went to the right you know, debutante bullshit things. And I just didn't have that. And I didn't, I hated that until I got into junior high school and was like, fuck everyone and became like, became punk so that I wouldn't fit in on purpose. Right, 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 Uh, right. Mm -hmm. Are we talking like 90s pop punk, like rancid? Are we talking like Black Flag, like... Yeah, Black Flag. Um, LA, LA Misfits, hardcore. Kennedy's. Yeah, mm-hmm. LA hardcore. Yeah, that's <laughs> the... that. And so I went to shows, like, the first show I ever saw was, like, these LA... Or these punk bands, and someone got stabbed in the pit. Like, there's skin... There's just skinheads at every show. Well, so this is what I was thinking. Okay, so that's the point. It's like, they're actually, like, Nazi skinheads. Yes, yes. Yeah. Orange County. I don't know how it is anymore. I'm sh- I think it's, it's... I think it's more like you don't have to be a skinhead because everyone in Orange County is just... <laughs> I, I could, naturally, I, right. They're on board, right? Yeah, you don't have to, like, step but, it out. Right. <laughs> but this was, like... I, and I could be, like, totally just projecting at this point, but... Uh, yeah, they were like skinhead skinheads, Nazi skinheads. But this, but I guess what I'm asking too is like, because this is like the world of punk. Like when I think of like British punk and stuff, they all look like skinhead skinheads, but they're not. But those yeah. are original skins. So the original skinheads were not racist skins. Okay. Yeah, there is a skinhead that's not racist. But this is what I'm saying. Like, okay. Yeah, well, you have the white. Uh, back then, it was the white laces in your in your Doc Martens. What was like? I am a skinhead, racist. Okay, because yeah. even your laces couldn't be black. Right, uh-huh. you weren't racist. It really meant you weren't racist. And then there were these skinheads. Like, they were called sharps, I think. I can't remember. They were the sharps were the non. Oh my god! Oh my god! But there what? were guys that were that were pink laces, and they were gay skinheads, which was amazing. Oh good god! <laughs> well, I, I think they should really do better than like on your feet, because this means you have to right. walk around looking at the ground to just find out if you're going to be murdered or not. But if you're in the pit and you're staring down anyway. Because you're like, That's you're, right. Naomi, oh. like, this is like when you're in the pit, you're like moving like this. Andy's moving yeah. side to side, you guys, with his hands. Well, no, and I'm just like, I don't really know what it is. You've been in a pit before. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah. and you're looking down, you're seeing people's shoelaces. There's a famous uh, Dead Kennedy song called Nazi Punks Fuck Off. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, you know, I don't like a lot this of the world. Bands. This is the kind of Caucasia <laughs> I want nothing to do with. In a world where you're like, oh, no, that's a good skinhead and that's a bad right. skinhead. Uh-huh. I don't want to be in none of them. Uh-huh. I don't want yeah. that risk. I can't run that Fair risk. Fair enough. <laughs> it's too scary. So, wait. So, uh, was young Georgia finding love in the pit? <laughs> <laughs> you want to know where young Georgia found her first love? Where? Rehab. <laughs> what? Wait, what? How old was yeah. young Georgia? I turned 14 in rehab. What? What yeah. were you on, sis? Meth, dude. Girl! Orange County in the early 90s, it was just easy to find meth if you're in that scene. How old were you when you first started it, I 13, mean? 13. So it was like a year and you realized, like, who realized yeah, that caught. it was time? You got caught. Yeah, I got caught and like the cop, you know, and I realize now how privileged this is, but he said to my mom, take her to rehab right now or I'm taking her to juvie. And so, you know, 
obviously that wouldn't happen to a lot of people <laughs> and didn't. But my mom took me to rehab and then I met. I met Chris Pratt, who's not the Chris Pratt. Honestly, <laughs> I was ready. I was ready for it to be that Chris Pratt because the story has been so wild thus far. Yeah. Uh, no, just what's his name? Yeah. And we like <laughs> fell in love and we st- we quit drugs together. And Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. Two babies counting days. No major no. changes, Georgia. Good Lord. <laughs> I know. I know. So... so- how old was he though? Was he also like 14, 13, 14? No, he was, I think, 16. So like two years old. Okay, older little teen. Uh-huh. And how long is Was it 90 days rehab? No, it was two weeks. What? Honey, that ain't long enough to kick a habit. You got to make it between no. at least a whole period cycle. Well, yeah. it was shitty, you know, <laughs> two weeks. it was a shitty rehab. Not sh- you know, it was like a bare bones, yes, kind bare of bones. like almost like juvie alternative rehab. Insurance wasn't great. And, you know, and it was just. It, it it was sad. There were so many. It was in Santa Ana, which at the time was just like a you know really um, a lot of poverty there. And so the girls that I was in there with were were gang members. Were you know had these really hard hard lives that made me realize like get your shit together, Georgia. Like mm-hmm. you at least have some opportunities and. So it kind of did wake me up in that way. Uh huh. Uh huh. What was the like appeal of meth in the first like in the first place? Um, it's great. It's it's great if you. <laughs> it's, not great. it's terrible, obviously. Sure. But if you're this, I was the shy, really, really self conscious. Like hated myself so much. Had a hard time even just like talking to people because I was so self conscious. It just brings you out of your shell. I also suffered from depression and anxiety. So like, it's the you're the brightest, sunshiniest person in the fucking room when you mm-hmm. do that. Okay. And you can talk to anyone. You're saying this. It's like you're saying the smartest shit in the world and you're bonding with people and you have the best ideas and everything's going to be great. You know, it just does that. But it's then really the come sneaky. down must oh, be awful. Yeah. It's terrible. Eventually, if you keep doing it, you know, you've seen me after meth, like or the before and after was a meth pick. It's, it's a really hardcore, hardcore drug. Yeah. Yeah. That I was at 13 just doing on a regular basis. It's, and you were paying for it or were you getting it for free? Because that's what I'm thinking about. Money at 13. Well, what, how do you yeah. do you have, your hat? Did you have bot mitzvah money? <laughs> I had a little bot mitzvah money. No, no. Um, it was really cheap then. But yeah, okay. I'd get it from friends. But okay. also I'd start, I started stealing money like from people. Okay. Like I was I was a fucking juvenile delinquent for mm-hmm. sure. You know, like there was it became really ugly and it could have. I, I'm still in awe and shock and awe that I turned out. Like, as wholesome as you did like literally like yeah. a girl who wears dresses with flowers all the time right. like, you're oh such a sweet girl <laughs> I'm like, yeah and then i was on meth <laughs> and then i was on meth and i turned 14 in rehab <laughs> i quit meth at 14 <laughs> what's up <laughs> yeah wait so what happened to that dude did you see each other after you guys got out of rehab yeah, we like we you you had to go to like AA meetings after that, so we would go to the same ones, and then um, yeah, just started. I mean, we just fell in love. It was like this really sweet. Like looking back, it was this sweet high school, like you know, needing each other vibe. His family was really, really lovely, and like took me under their wing. Mm-hmm. I kind of was alone a lot as a kid. Well, I would uh, think so with the myth. 
I right. think that if you had company, you wouldn't have been able to be on all that math. That's a great point. Yeah, latchkey kid, you know, kind of, I had no rules at home at all. And you know, not because my parents were bad. They were good parents, but they mm. were just so, you're living paycheck yeah. to paycheck. There's yeah. no going home and hanging of course. out. You know what yeah. I mean? There's no, yeah. there's no dinners together. It's kind of a thing right. for yourself thing. So I had a lot of freedom. But his family like really took me under their wing and like fed me. And I had, I was so skinny and anorexic at that point, like, I'm sure they took one look at me and were like, you know, they made dinner every night together. And okay. They included me. It was really lovely. That's so really I, nice. We needed each other. Yeah. Know? But also, this is also such a 90s movie, the drama of it all, you know, very like crazy, beautiful, <laughs> very yeah. Fox fire, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, because like you're young and you're like these fucking in recovery babies. And so it's yeah. like, I love you. And if you right. leave. Right. And we got our tongue pierced together, like <laughs> not together, like our tongue pierced. <laughs> we both got tongue piercings at the same moment, but not a tat. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, it was very like. Like, uh, very 90s. Very yeah. 90s. Uh, yeah. It wasn't like those people who, like, they get their nipples pierced and then there's a, a, a chain <laughs> that yeah. leads oh from God. one. <laughs> oh, I could feel that in my bones right now. Oh, yeah, I, like I know. I just, oh. uh, how long did that relationship last? Uh, like a year and a half. Wow, and that's good for I 14. Yeah, and I came out of my shell, and I kind of got a lot more confidence. I started going to raves, <laughs> so it's just like I was just—I was just figuring myself out, and he mm-hmm. definitely was a huge part of that. And but then we just, you know, you yeah, go your separate ways, of course. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when you went to raves, are we talking like you wore the outfits, like the big pants? Oh, <laughs> not the big pants. I had tight ass vinyl pants. <laughs> Vinyl, <laughs> vinyl pants, stack shoes, tiny halter top, <laughs> crimped purple hair or hair with oh, like we love crazy it. glitter. Like I was just definitely a little raver. Yeah, <laughs> ninety. It was like ninety five, ninety six. Uh, what's the reality of a rave? I've only seen raves on, <laughs> on yeah, in yeah. movies. Yeah. And every time I see, there's two things. I, anytime I see a rave in a movie or like a club in a yeah. movie, yeah. I'm like, that can't be what's really like <laughs> in real life. <laughs> Which part of it are you like? No way. Just like Pete, like everyone like jammed together, and like there's the flashing lights and like the, the grinding on each the, other. Yeah. I think what you oh. see is like this kind of like sea you see of this like writhing like, and uh, and that, are, yeah. That's uh, definitely, there's parts of that. What was it? <laughs> well, just like, and like the music is blasting and blaring and well, it's it, real. Like that. <laughs> that's exactly what it's like. And like in Orange County, it was like, the, you'd go to these like, like deserted warehouses that uh-huh. probably like they broke into. To, mm-hmm. Like they, it was, it was like that. And everyone was on ecstasy. So that's the, where the writhing comes in and the grinding. Okay. Though a lot of people are just there to dance, which is, and it, yeah, it is just like so fucking loud. Like I, in this point in my life, I would, run screaming from the yeah, rave yeah you yeah know? but then it was yeah it was fun and everyone kind of you you knew each other in the scene so you'd see each other and be, you know and just like form these groups and it was very like yeah it was fun it was very fun now was georgia in school during this time was there a high school diploma <laughs> a ged sitch what was happening there was on and off school, you know, I'd, I'd kind of go enough that I didn't get kicked out, mm-hmm. but not enough to get any kind of good grade. And, <laughs> uh-huh. and, and, and the idea of college was like, that's not happening for me. Yeah. And like, I think everyone treated me like that, too, at school. Okay. So it was there was no idea of that. I did a lot of like, um, you know, they make everyone do like. What are you, where are you going to college? And they get in, they get you classes that are similar. And like, mm-hmm. no one did that. They put me in like, um, uh, you know, like 
menial work, how to get a menial job interview. <laughs> it's like, basically, it was mm-hmm. pretty insulting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, rude, rude, you know. rude. Yeah. Yeah. So there was no like, I, just, I was going to community college. So, mm-hmm. um, which is great. It's amazing. But what was I saying? School. But like, yeah, I you went. just kind of went through oh. the motions. You graduated yeah. and then you just, you, so you stayed local. You didn't move. So you were in the OC for a while. Like you. No, no, no. Did, the no. minute I graduated. Oh, you did college here in LA. I see. I see. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, yeah. I only, I'm a, I'm a community college dropout. I went, okay. I went to do like, I went to beauty school. I wanted to be an early childhood de- development person. I wanted to do psychology. I wanted to, went to court reporting school, but I dropped out of all of it. Just never never worked for I just had such a bad experience for the first mm. 18 years of my life in school that the thought of going more just was so unappealing to me yeah. and I don't think I had the I think I'm smart but I don't but I think I have some I know I have some issues with testing mm. math is I just can't like I, I think there's some kind of learning disability when it comes to math where I just can't wrap my head around it and I turned out okay. <laughs> you so became yeah. a, a podcast millionaire. And that's right. beautiful to know that there is opportunity in this yeah, world. And there's no class for that. or I, <laughs> No class one, whatsoever. But, yeah, right. but it took me a while. I was 30 and living paycheck to paycheck still. Like there was, it was, this is all like a fluke in a mm. way. <laughs> <laughs> like, or a lot of luck. Yeah. But you're, are, are you dating? Like, like what, what's the, the period yeah. between your rehab boyfriend and, <laughs> and your husband. Oh my God. Well, I'm a serial monogamist. Okay. I want to be in a relationship with someone. I want to call each other babe or something <laughs> like that. Uh-huh. I just love that. And that's what this first guy I got from him was like, he was my first babe, you know, and all my friends had had babes. And like, <laughs> we, he, yeah, it was like this comfort of like, let's just hang out and watch TV together and let's go. You always have a partner. You mm-hmm. always have a plus one. Yes. Like I wouldn't do things because I didn't want to go alone. But then you have a boyfriend and, you know, I had best friends. Obviously, yeah. And a lot of girlfriends. But this is just like this comfort. And I'm, I am very needy. I'm very <laughs> codependent. <laughs> and I'm happy about it. You know? <laughs> it's fine. It works for me. It works for Vince and I. So, yeah, a lot of dating, a lot of like two, three year relationships, series of those. One was five years and he had a daughter and that was a really great relationship and like learning experience for me in my late or in my mid twenties. Oh, huh. Yeah. Yeah. To be like stepmom. That's a lot in your mid twenties though. I think I really needed it. I had gone through, I had been through so much still with the eating disorder, still, you know, just kind of. Oh, you meant literal anorexic. I thought when you said you were being real thin was that like there was no food at home. Like it was metaphorical. Yeah, that's what I thought. No, no, no. No, it's not. You were literally struggling with uh, anorexia. I see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And when I met, he had a 10 year old daughter. He's a little older than me. And I was like, I don't want her to see a woman eat the way hmm. I eat. So I, oh, wow. it, I it completely overcame it so that I could wow. show her how a normal woman eats. And that that's just, amazing. That got, yeah. It got rid of, I, I stopped having an eating disorder in a lot of ways, you know, they, it sticks with you forever, obviously. But um, yeah. And she was, inc- she, I mean, I got lucky. She's like the smartest, coolest person. There was no issues with her whatsoever. So mm-hmm. lucky for me. But um, yeah, like a lot of those meaningful relationships trying to figure out what I wanted. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah, yeah. Wow. Being like a step parent type. I even now like a friend of mine was just dating someone who has like teenage children. 
Mm-hmm. And we're at the age where, yeah, that's yeah. when my dad <laughs> was. The, yeah. When my dad was my age, I was 14, 15. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's not crazy. But like, to me, I'm like, what? You're dating someone who has children? That's weird. <laughs> I know. It is a shock when you realize like, oh, I can do that. Yeah. And I do think it. I do, my One of my best friends, Carrie, has is in, engaged to this wonderful guy who has two, you know, eight and six, I think. And it's it's just she has this purpose that she didn't have before mm. and she's an incredible stepmom. And that's, it, I think it just works for some people in a way that I think a lot of people wouldn't consider it who should, you know what I mean? Well, if it is one of those joint custody situations right. too, I could see that working for me, you know, yeah. because then I know, <laughs> all right, three days a week I am on. Oh, and then the yeah. other four, I'm asleep. That's like I would right. really just be able to kind of focus my love and awareness and then like, you know, on my <laughs> off days, it. yeah, I'd call them and be like, how are you doing? But it would be have to be part time because I, you know, yes. I don't have the ability to, by the way, do much. That's that's definitely how you want to think about having children is getting through it. <laughs> well, right? well, I mean, I'm not having kids for that exact reason is I don't yeah. want to have a full time pers- child. Yeah. But that is a good point, though, that the joint custody the other parent has to be cool. Like the, yes. w- in my relationship, she was so cool to me. And like, you know, she was young, a young mom too. So she wasn't that far from my age, but she, but she was a great mom and she could have been really creeped out by this young 20 something girl trying to parent her daughter, but she wasn't, she was like really kind of, that's me. So good. It's a bit, that's a big factor too. Like you oh, don't yeah, want to get definitely. in the middle of someone's fucked up relationship. Right. And then have a kid, you know? Right. Definitely. definitely. Do you, do you think, should we have a kid? No, God, no. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I almost witnessed something. No, no, we're both on the same page about that. Uh, But I was, I'm like, oh God, if we would have, if, if you would have gotten pregnant when we first got together, we could have like a 12 year old child right now. Isn't that crazy? I know. I do that math sometimes. Like a whole child. Our child would be about to be bot mitzvah. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah. they would be in Hebrew school, uh-huh. getting yeah. ready for the big show. Have their own ideas and thoughts about things that you can't control anymore. <sighs> no, yeah, no. blaming me for everything, right? Blame you for everything. That's it the problem. Gotten through a lot. Of, sometimes I'm like, why don't I just have a kid at 31 and I could now like chill? I, I want one, but I know that's kind of how I felt too. Is like, well, I it would have done it when I was younger, so that then by like. 45 I get to do yeah. my own thing because now 45 is not old to me right like it's it was not. before yeah when I was like young and now I'm like right. oh yeah we could just like I could totally have a second act at 45 yeah. and you have the the money coming in from whatever job those that kid has because now they have to take care of you that we would hope we would hope they would <laughs> but that's the thing yeah. you can't really be that's like because uh, sometimes because people would always say to us early on when we you know we knew we didn't want to have kids even yeah. before we met each other it was like on yeah. our own um, but that feeling of, well, who's going to take care of you when you get older? And I was like, honey, you cannot be certain that just because you have a child, they're right. going to take care of your ass when you old. So I can't be, I can't do all that right. for the chance of maybe totally them taking care of me 
when and I'm what does that even old. mean? Them putting you in a home and seeing you once a month? Like them putting what, you in their home, I think. Right. Oh God, no. And like what about like <laughs> it's also assuming that you're gonna be this like decrepit old person by the time you're like seventy, which now knowing my parents are seventy six and now the same thing with forty. I'm like, that's young still. Like yeah. you think I'm just gonna be walking around needing my children? Like you think so low of me that you think I can't take care of myself until I'm I know. Well, here's the thing. The only thing I will say is we won't have anyone to borrow money from. That is the thing, you know, because we're going to get old there and it's like, well, what are we going to do? Because that's the thing, because now that people live longer, right? It's like, well, what do you do when you stop working but still need money? Open a dispensary. (laughs) Okay, we'll open a dispensary. (laughs) We have a plan then. I'm done. Forget it. No kids. Do you guys have any nieces or nephews? Yeah. We have yeah, one. My, and my sister, my sister just uh, just uh, had a little tyke. But we haven't even Great. like messed your plan. You think? I don't know if he gonna do oh. it though. Yes, I I'm spoiled. I have three young nephews. I'm, Vince and I spoil the crap out of them over the cool aunt and uncle. Mm-hmm. And my only thing is when we if we if and when we get old, you need to take care of us. <laughs> okay, that's right. We need to so start sending Gavin more things. We need to totally. send him. More oh, things. I've already been spoiling him. Okay, we're gonna have to like send him like a, a how pony. much more stuff. We'll, we'll talk about this later, <laughs> but I've been I've been spoiling him. Well, All one right. of the joys of my life, I don't know how you feel about your sibling, but one of the joys of my life has been giving um, really loud toys to my nephews <laughs> because my siblings, that's the, that's little youngest child Georgia getting back for what assholes they were. <laughs> the loudest, most obnoxious toys. I highly recommend it. I think um, I was probably more of a jerk growing yes, up. Yes, <laughs> you were the America one. Than the other way around. I want to ask, though, about Vince, because I noticed that you are very in love on socials. Okay, oh. you love him on Instagram. You're like constantly being like, look at his cutie boy. I'm not I like that. Him. I love Hold him. Hold on. I don't no, not in a bad way. Bad. I don't like that. I don't want to be like that. But I know that you, you will sometimes have a cute little pic of Vince. Yes, and will. you'll be like, look at his boy. Yeah, you know, yeah. which I'm yeah. like, that is so sweet. You guys are so cute. And tr- again, it's certainly like, not overboard. Okay. <laughs> but also it's like don't worry i'm i'm here for the animals it's really like okay, focus don't great. worry i think you have a good Me balance too. but i was wondering um how you came to know that vince was the guy to marry i'm very <laughs> you ask this every time every time because well, yeah, i'm always fascinated about how yeah. you make that decision because i know it was okay. something that was very fraught for me not like andy specifically but like i didn't know what was i didn't think i knew what was good for me in general Right. And so when it came to a person, it was like, well, how do you know if this is the person you're yeah. supposed to be with forever? So I like to know how other people figure yeah. it out. It is a hard thing and it is a bit of a leap of faith because you don't know. And then I look back at all the guys I've been with that I have clearly broken up with because I was wrong about them. You know, like I was engaged before I met Vince. And looking back, I'm like, no, that was obviously not the guy to marry, but I thought it was. So what have I brought? Mm. You know, that whole questioning mm-hmm. yourself constantly. Um, with Vince... I don't know. It, it 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 just made sense. But I have to be honest, like I wasn't like, this is it. And this is the one. I think it's just this leap of faith. I met this really awesome dude who makes me laugh and who respects me and thinks I'm awesome. Fits all these things that I've finally figured out I needed because I was 30, <clears throat> 35 when I met him, I think, um, or 34, which sounds so young now, but I have gone through, <laughs> it sounds so young. And yeah. I'm always like, don't get married till you're 40. You don't <laughs> kill yourself. You know, uh, it was a leap of faith. It was a very smart um, 
uh, what's the word? Like a very smart me- measured leap of faith. Mm-hmm. But the fact that also that he wanted to get married, <laughs> he wanted to marry me, which I know sounds like I married him because he wanted to marry me. <laughs> That's not what I mean. But when we first met, he was like, I'm never getting married. I just need you to know that. Oh, and I was wow. like, well, then we're just going to be friends because I, I don't need to be married. I'm not like the old school, like my, my wedding, my husband person, but I need the option. Uh-huh. And so we became friends and then a couple weeks later he was like all right i changed my mind i love you i want to like i'll get married wait what yeah i was like all right whatever and then two (laughs) years later he like he proposed and i was like are you sure and 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 now i know about vince is that he doesn't just he doesn't say something unless he fucking means it Mm -hmm. and he you know he's just proven time and time again to be this really amazing reliable caring person who who and reliable sounds so silly, but it's like... No, no, yeah. Yeah, it's important. And Vince, Vince loves the people he loves so intensely and will do anything for them. And I'm at the top of that fucking list and I can feel it. And it's yeah. just, I don't know. Yeah, and I, I'm having been a, a child of divorce, mm. you also don't take... I didn't take marriage as seriously as I think people whose oh, parents... Really? Stay together so i was like okay if this doesn't work out i'm it's not the end of the world for me i oh, really okay. really want it to and now it will now i'll be devastated obviously if anything happens but i think i kind of just i went for it with someone i was really really mad about mm-hmm. and it worked and it's fucking awesome like it's a different world than i thought it would be mm-hmm. and vince is really like luckily he's his i don't want to get into his whole story it's his story but um, marriage means something totally different to him because his mom died when he was young and his dad never took his ring off. Wow. Never dated next however long, 50 years. That was wow. his wife. And that's that's Vince, where Vince comes from. And, wow. it, and it's really helped me understand like what marriage means. Right, 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 right. And also that also kind of makes... Not kind of makes sense, but I see that knowing that, and that person who says like I'm never going to get married because it does mean all that, right? Right? Like if that's what it means, like you'd be like, no, I can't marry you because if something happens to you, then I'm alone for the next sixty years, right? And so you know, but when you said though, after a couple weeks of just being friends, so like, did you meet like to date, or was he somebody you just met around and then it became? something else like your carts we bumped into today. each other at trader no, joe's i'm a big like that guy let's fucking do it like <laughs> i'm not i like never dated people i was friends with already it's like mm-hmm. i know her i don't know um i met him do you guys know megan gans she's a yes yes. yes i'm we were mutual friends with her and vince had just moved from new york where oh, he knew, and michigan where he knew her. okay and i knew her here from like all of you know emily mm-hmm. gordon and everyone and we went to her birthday both of us separately went to her birthday party and I walked in and fucking spotted the tallest guy in the room. <laughs> Besides Humphrey. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Right. <laughs> was Humphrey in the, yeah. Yes. Humphrey was there. Uh, besides Humphrey. Right. Um, spotted him. He had the cool, like I could tell just something about him that he had been in. He was into punk. It's, there was just this like little thing about him. And then we talked all night and the next day he asked me out and yeah, so we had gone out for, a couple weeks and it went really well and then yeah that conversation happened okay when he was just but we like, were like not for me. really into each other it was very obvious mm-hmm. that like this was neither of us wanted this to end but i was in a very headstrong and i still am obviously but like <laughs> a very headstrong feminist 
place of like, you don't, you don't get handed things. You have to make your own, you know, future. And so dating a guy who didn't want to get married and then I wasn't going to be the girl being like, well, I'll change him and I'll right. make him like mm-hmm. that. Yes, it's yes, not yes. going to happen. Right. So, but it worked. <laughs> 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 Fucking work. <laughs> well, um, do you mind if I ask, how did the, when you were engaged before, how did that end? Was that you? Yeah. How do you get out of an engagement? Yeah. <laughs> that was totally me. Uh, I don't know. It was a me but I don't think I had been picking up on his signals that he wanted out to. I'm a little, I'm a little bitter about that one, honestly. Like, I that that relationship was me not listening to the things I needed to listen to, mm. and I met Vince quickly after that, and so that's part of the like headset, I, headset mindset, mindset. I was yes, mindset, <laughs> and headspace, and minds and headset uh, that I was in, and yeah, eventually I was just like. I got drunk and was like, get the fuck out of this house. I'm over it. I'm done. Like wow. I had to be wow. drunk to do it because it was huh. so hard for me. But yeah. I was, yeah. I, I I still kick myself for not ending it sooner. But, you know, I had to do what I had to do. Right, right. Yeah. And you did it. And the fact is you did it, right? Like, I did. I did. Were they just a shitty person or like they just didn't work? It just didn't work. He's not a shitty person at all. Uh-huh. He's a very nice person. We just were so in our early 30s. We just totally wanted different things. I think... I think he had that like ability to like get real. He proposed to me like three months into dating. What? Huh. Yeah. I think he had that ability to get really excited about a thing and this is love and this is it. And then not follow through with that at the time. He was like 31. So it's, I'm not like mm-hmm. saying he's still like that. I think he's married with a kid and seems perfectly happy. So I think just that relationship, you know, and he was really sweet. It wasn't like he was abusive mm-hmm. to me in any way, but yeah, it just was such a young relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? yeah. And that person is Drew Carey. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's actually Chris Pratt. That's Chris Pratt. <laughs> now this is that other Chris Pratt. Um, and wait, I, I had another question. Like, have you been in therapy like since rehab? Like, what's your? Yeah, because... I've been since childhood in therapy. <laughs> uh, okay, okay. Because that's so funny. Like, what? A, it didn't even cross my mind to like say that because it's like, yeah, of course. <laughs> Who's not in therapy? Too uh, many people. Okay, and that's uh, the problem. I, uh, no, we have got right? to unpack it because there's so many people. Where you're like, wait, I'm sorry, it's 2022, and you still haven't handled your scandal. Yeah, scandal-? you're like, still scared to like take Wellbutrin. It's like not that big of a deal. <laughs> not at all. It will give you some energy. <laughs> it will and happiness. Wait, it's I thought like the meth. I thought the Abilify was the energy. No, Wellbutrin oh. gives me a was giving me a boost, but now I don't get the boost anymore. And yeah. I think it's just my body being used to it. But it's funny you say that because that first week or first two weeks on Wellbutrin, I was like, is uh. this what meth is? Because those first I couple know. weeks, I was just like flying and doing everything. Were I was getting you? it all done. Well, I've always been like, is this what normal people feel like? Whenever <laughs> okay. I take a drug, I'm like, oh, I'm not sleeping all day. Is this how normal people function? Wow, <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, but I've been in therapy since I was since my parents divorced and I took it really bad and and then ever since then, it's it was on and off. But in the past 20 years, it's been on the whole time. Like, there's no, um, yeah, there's nothing, there's nothing I can gain from not being in therapy, I feel <laughs> yeah, like. You know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, because I asked because I was wondering, like, when you set that intention, when you were stepmothering, I don't know what you want to call it. Oh, yeah. Yes. And, and you're like, oh, uh, I, I can't, like, eat like this in front of this girl. Mm-hmm. Like, how, what did you, how did you deal with that, like, therapy? Like, what was the, like, process? Because it, 
it is interesting that like you like set a very conscious intention but sometimes with a lot of things like especially like eating disorders and stuff like that yeah there's like you there's like a lot of work that has to be done yes and i had done a lot of work up until that point but i think i had moved to san francisco with him to be near her so i don't think i had a therapist at that time that i remember but it was like off and on meaning like i'm doing okay and i didn't have the money to really to mm-hmm. pay for it. i mean insurance doesn't fucking cover you know, I still couldn't yeah. afford the $30 a week of it. So uh, I was off and on. And a lot of that was past work that I had done in therapy. But a lot of it, I mean, it really was just this like intention I set of like, you have a choice between these two things. And you'll never forgive yourself if you if you contribute to this little girl's issues, you know? Yeah. So it really was just like, I, I, I think I get like really hard headed and there's no I not think I know I do. Uh, <laughs> and then, yeah, it was just this intention I said that was not going that under no circumstances could change. But yeah. then, you know, I kept working. It's not it's something I work on today in therapy. Mm-hmm. You know, it never goes away. We have to get into questions, but I have another question for Georgia. So I say you, you ask your question, then we'll take a break and answer. OK, your okay. this questions. is so fun because it's very intimate. <laughs> because I guess what was pinging me is, you know, you said a couple times like, you joked like, don't get married before 40. Uh, uh, we were in our early 30s. It was a young relationship. When I think of somebody who was in rehab at 14, mm-hmm. I would think that 30s was not young anymore, right? That's because right. you so early on, as you said, you were around other kids where you were like, oh, my life can kind of go one of two ways slash yeah. I'm really lucky and need to not do this. So you were exposed very early to like, life is rough. Shit yeah. ain't fair. You can lose it all, right? Grow up fast. Yeah. yeah. So the idea, you know, when you say that these relationships were young, is that because you still felt like emotionally stunted? Do you know what I mean? Oh, no. I think I thought, you know, we always, I think I thought, I think I definitely felt more mature than I was because of what I had gone through. But that didn't mean I was smarter because I still had a lot of self-esteem issues. I still do, you know, um, that holds you back and and look I think I thought I was a grown-up at 31 mm-hmm. and when I just said I got married I met Vince at 34 I'm like you're a baby but I felt like a fully grown adult <laughs> yes you know? uh-huh. yes yeah so you just you mature faster in some ways because of all of that and like kind of taking care of yourself at a young age but then also you emotionally I didn't pick up the tools I needed at a young age because I was alone so much and didn't have a strong sense of myself in my home Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. just from circumstances so on one hand i'm very mature in these ways on the other i don't have any fucking clue uh what it is to love and be loved and to love yourself and to grow i had no idea because Mm -hmm. there was some neglect going on at home you Mm -hmm. know Mm -hmm. god i just thought of that yeah so i was very young in a, in a lot of ways in a lot of ways okay i see i see i see yeah i get that yeah. Oh, I met you when I was 31, right? Is yes. That right? I and I was math 26. Wow. When we got together. Can you imagine? Little baby. A baby. true infant. And I'm just surprised that we're still here. Well, Only it works because out. Because if we're you find so your young. person, you found your person. And what's the point of like not doing it because you think you're too young? Like that, of course, it, look at you. You're both two lovely, kind people. I'm sure you're <laughs> very you so much. lovely and kind to each other. Like Most yes. of the time. 
Thank you so much. <laughs> I would say ninety nine percent of the time. I know, no, I'm even teasing. like I, I was like, I was like, <laughs> that's how your relationship. Yeah, exactly. I was like short with right before we started recording. I was like kind of short with you, and then I I recognized it in the moment and apologized. That's true. Yes. That. That yes. is growth. And that is, the, oh, 100% that's growth. <laughs> Not to you, just like as a human. Yes. No, no, to yeah, him yeah. as well. No, yeah, to me. That's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, 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 In yeah. the moment, to do it that quickly, yeah. you know, like, over time. To but, recognize it, yeah. But no, I just Huge. say that because truth, like we were going through, and we've said this a lot on the pod too, like how we got through the first year of our relationship is beyond me <laughs> in terms of the drama of it all, especially coming yeah. from my side because I'm we definitely- young. Yes, and I was a person who was like, I was pushing you away to see how far I could push you and you still come back. Oh my That's God. That's how I was that always. The number one thing is- I'm testing you, I'm testing you, I'm testing you. You still love me? What's wrong with you? Exactly. Like, testing you, testing you, and me like, oh, you love me. I can do any, you know? Yeah. I, I totally did that with Vince and started to recognize it too, of like the self-consciousness. So you're like, you're cheating on me, you're cheating on me, you're, which he never would. And I know that about him now, mm-hmm. but like, yeah, just the constant like, yeah. are, are you, you here? Stick around? Are you real? Yeah. Are you here? I know. And I was just nervous. And I think you too... I was giving you that level, right? Like coming in at a 10 a lot. And Andrew was somebody who didn't access his emotions, which is actually very triggering for someone who's coming in at a 10. (gasps) Because I'm like, you don't care because it's not coming out. Right. You know? Here's how I know you care is you act like this and you're not doing that and it's triggering me. I was like, so, and so it it was just like ridiculous. So that's why it's it's funny because like certainly in the beginning with the level of, it was like, why did we both stay given that it wasn't that easy, especially when you compound it with the fact that I lived in Harlem and he lived in Greenpoint, okay? Right. So <laughs> it was like- across the fucking country for truly, <laughs> truly, I needed yeah. a passport and an overnight yeah. bag. Yeah. And so to go through that, it was like intense- The chemistry was just so explosive. I think it's like, I guess it's just like when we were like good, it was just like so warm and lovely. Yeah. yeah. I think like, so. Okay. I think so. <laughs> that it like, that like the hangover from that was enough to like bridge- <laughs> until like then like 98 percent of it was warm and lovely yes 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 and then i was like okay he's not going anywhere he's yeah. a nice boy and then I mean, it was it's just taken like okay me six years to like still learn that and i now realize it's like a lifetime of learning that yeah mm-hmm. but vince is fucking here you know i'm codependent as fuck so is he which is a great <laughs> a great duo to have <laughs> so it's but he's codependent in his ways i'm in my ways and t- we bring them together and you know, magic. Yeah, we love that magic. Okay, now we can take the break yes. and we can answer people's questions. We'll be back after this. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. 
That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Georgia Hardstark. Did you know she's Jewish? And we are going to answer your relationship questions now, honey. Now we get them, of course, from Twitter, Instagram, Gmail, our favorite voicemail, Naomi. What is that phone number? 323-524-7839. You know when you call, I can hear where you're at emotionally. That's what I need. (laughs) Hi, Naomi and Andy and esteemed guests. I just love your show. Um, my name is Becky. I'm a uh, mature lady. God, I hate that, but I'm not, I don't know how else to say that I'm not uh, a younger person starting out on their romantic journey. Anyway, I've had um, two brief, unhappy marriages. One was in my late 20s, um, and then I was single for decades after that. Then I got married again in my 50s, and then divorced again about four years ago. Um, I love being single. I don't want to get married again. I love living alone. And I actually regret having gone into both those marriage hmm. marriages. But um, anyway, I have been thinking about how it might be nice to have someone to hang out with, maybe go out to dinner or movies or whatever. Um, at least when I start doing that, basically, I'm a shut in because I'm in one of those southern states that Delta is ripping through. Um, so I'm vaccinated. I don't want to get sick. Anyway, um, I'm just not sure. Here's the problem. Um, like Naomi, I'm sex negative. Never really liked it all that much to begin with. And now I kind of have some physical issues where it's actually painful. So I'm not really interested in in sex with someone. But hmm. So I'm not sure. Should I just give up on the idea of finding like a, a romantic partner if that's off the table? Like are people going to think that if I'm putting myself out there, that means eventually I'm going to be interested in that. Because my fear is it would be false advertising if I get on the dating apps, go on some dates, and then if if and when some other person wants to take it farther, I'm just not interested. So anyway, let me know what you think. Thanks. Love you guys. Interesting. I love Becky. Wow. I have to yeah. say I do love Becky. Interesting. She's it is. very she knows herself really well. Yes. Yeah. Very direct. I that. Yes. Yeah. I think there are are there dating apps if you're asexual? But okay, because like sex negative just means I don't wanna well, you can describe it. I'm sex negative in that like sex intercourse does not drive my feelings of closeness, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. It's not the thing that makes me feel like loved. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like it's like, I don't know, Andy just paid off a credit card. That's some love for me, okay? <laughs> That's romance, well, and I've never felt yeah. more taken care of. And it's like, I don't I search that. it out. And so that's what I mean. And it's just really just because, you know, everyone's always like, I'm sex positive. Can I talk about that time I ate ass? And I'm like, <laughs> do we have to? Do we have to? I love that term. I mean, it makes sense to me, too. It's like you get the endorphins from touching and hugging and stuff. It doesn't need to be like fucking full penetration yeah. to get those feelings. I see what you're saying. I but I don't think it's that odd, especially right. for older people who have gone through 
the young, heady, romantic idea and been disappointed multiple times and just want companionship. I don't think yeah. that that is that rare, but I think you do have to come right up front with it. Right. Know. Be- because I know what you said, like, because da- I'm, first of all, I'm sure there are dating apps for, quote, mature ladies, <laughs> is what you called Absolutely. yourself, Becky. So first of all, you know, being in the bracket with other people your age who may also be coming from the same situation. Yeah. And then you say right up front in that profile, like, you yeah. know, looking for a plus one to hang out or do X, Y, Z, not looking for sex or not looking for sexual partner or something like right. that. Just so you, you know, you let that person know. And then trust me, like mm. you make it clear the people who don't want that will not swipe. Not here to eat ass. Not here to not eat here ass here is what you should ass. say. Becky, don't say that. Don't say that big, <laughs> but you just say like, yeah, you know, being honest and then finding people because you know, you feel that way as a mature lady, but they're also mature mature dudes gentlemen or other ladies who also are like i don't want to have sex you know you're not you're not alone and that's part of why i'm constantly talking about being sex negative because you don't hear about it and so it's like oh if i don't want to have sex what's wrong with me am i frigid am i this am i that and i'm like i mean considering how many medications i'm on my my libido is very very tampered down and Mm -hmm. i do feel like i'm broken and have to like hide that you know Mm mm-hmm and yeah, we can't. It's you don't tell people that. But I, I will say, like, my dad, you know, single and has been for a very long time. And he goes on the dating apps and all he, he just says, like, I want to go to coffee with someone and I want yeah. a, a plus one at the movies. And exactly. You know, he's 76. He's not looking for a new wife or, you know, anything like that. He just wants a companion. And I don't ask him if sex is involved because he's my dad and that's creepy. <laughs> but I, from mm-hmm. what he says, it doesn't seem like it. And I just think he, he's, you have to be up up front with exactly what you want yeah or you're not gonna get it wait yeah. do you connect your dad and becky is that what i'm hearing i kind of was <laughs> thinking do we that need to connect your dad and becky they could just Before like go to she movies she was in the southern states i was like are you in la because <laughs> I, I i know a guy named marty and he's a great <gasps> wait dude. is your dad marty my dad's marty too oh my god okay <laughs> norma your, oh ooh, that's a good one mine's janet but uh, janet uh, marty and norma yeah, I love it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah those. Are, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I believe we're close to the same age. So all those like names are uh, like, <laughs> yeah, right. born in the right. 1950s and Jewish. Yes, right. Yeah, small pool. Small pool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to th- like, I, and I don't think Becky has a problem with being direct based on yeah. right based on her That's message. Right. So she's already like 90 percent of the way there. Yeah. yeah. I think it's how to kind of phrase it if you do want to go online, because I guess what she's saying is, am I allowed to date if I don't want to eventually have intercourse? Mm. And what we're here to say is, yes, you are very much allowed. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Can I suggest on the dating app, you know, you get you put your pictures, one picture drawing of a penis with a X, (laughs) with an X, an X, or like the Ghostbusters, the yeah, yeah. the Ghostbusters logo. Yeah. No thanks. But a ghostly penis. Yeah, you don't. You don't owe dating isn't a set of rules that you have to follow and you don't get to have companionship if you don't follow all of them. You get to make the rules and there's definitely someone out there. Right. You know, I mean, there are plenty of people. I mean, again, it's not something we talk about and it's not my age bracket, but I know that there are, you know, gentlemen who lose their ability to perform over time because we see the commercials. (laughs) And so it's like. You know, and maybe some of them are like, I don't want a heart attack, so I'm not going to take Viagra, but I obviously would like a lady friend to be. It's like, 
you know what I mean? Like, and it's like, but yeah, that doesn't mean it's still not a relationship totally. and that's still not like your person, you know? So they might not want it either. They might have their own yeah, health issues. It's right. Not- and relationships change. Like, so, for, right? right? And that's what I mean. It's like, you could start out with a partner and then they lose that interest or ability. And then you're still with your partner because you love that person and want to be around them. Right. Right. So. It's natural. It's not. Na- exactly. That's what I'm saying. So, I'm like, it's natural. And you need to just be doing it, Becky. Just be upfront in the ads and just, like, hang out and meet people. You just want to have, like, a friend for a hang. Totally. Totally. Yeah. That can happen. And. Oh, this is the thing we always say. Do activities on your own yeah. and you'll meet people. Oh, like, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Like, you know, maybe there is a uh, a volleyball at the uh, volleyball <laughs> Are you into volleyball, you Becky? Can, you can get into at the uh, at the Y or something. Rock climbing. Rock Becky. climbing. I got some rock climbing vibes from your voice. Is that true? But then Becky said she's from a southern state where not a lot of people vax. So she's like, mm. Oh, yeah. But I feel like by now, because this is obviously a, an earlier, this call was well, a while ago. Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I know, I know. Things have gotten so much better. I know, but there might be another window where she can like go out. Because yeah. I'm right learning now. that you get two month two month windows where we can be safe. You or relatively know. safe, you know, before the next thing comes up. By the time uh-huh. this episode comes out, that window might have the, the BA two window. <laughs> all right, might have all closed. right, all right. I'm well, <laughs> Becky, I say you just yeah, you be up front, you go online, you do some of the stuff you love to do, mm-hmm. and also like whatever friends you have, let your friends know, being like, totally. hey, you know any gentlemen who are sex yeah. nag? And I you know. This does sound shitty, but like a widow out there who like exactly. doesn't want another romantic relationship. They're you know, they had their great love, but they want companionship. Okay, so know? Vince's dad, you, you're really suggesting that we just connect with the with the fathers in your life. I know they deserve it too. They deserve, they deserve companionship. They do. I don't know. Yeah, uh, do what my parents are doing. They're taking a film class through the temple. Yeah, they're having That's fun. Adorable. I know they're watching their movies. We talked to Andy's mom, and she's like, "We're like, are you watching whatever you know, some TV show?" And she's like, yeah. "No, I'm watching these movies for my film class." Damn, you know. expand your horizon. You have to. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's, you got another one. Yeah. Okay. Let's do this one. Hey, Naomi and Andy, I'm um, calling from New York City, and first, I wanted to start with how much I love this show. It always brings me so much joy every week. I also was actually able to attend um, Naomi's taping for her Netflix special over the summer. It was one of the coolest things I've ever been to. So I'm calling today um, because my partner of nine years um, has just moved in with me. So for some context, uh, we met in college and dated through college and then lived apart uh, for a while, first for me to get a job in a different state and then for him to move even further away uh, to go to grad school. But for the last eight months, uh, he has moved to New York City and lived with me and it's been really wonderful having him around. I'm calling because um, he doesn't really shower all that often. Um, So if he doesn't have any place to go and no one to see, um, he will just sit around in his pajamas or his sweats unshowered for like multiple days. And he does have a full-time job, but sometimes if he doesn't have to be in person or if it's the weekend, I'm talking like three or four consecutive days. It's kind of gross. And also sometimes he doesn't even 
brush his teeth for this oh, duration no. of time. And so I wanted to seek your advice because guys are gross and I get it. Um, but sometimes when you're like laying next to each other at night and you're super excited that he's finally moved in and then you remember that he hasn't brushed his teeth in two days, oh. you're suddenly slightly less excited oh, that absolutely. he's moved in. Absolutely. But of course, the caveat is that we're all living through a pandemic. All of this has been really, really stressful. We've been going through a lot as a couple and of course going through a lot as a human in this world. Um, and so I'm a little bit worried that some of his like lack of basic human hygiene could be a sign of something deeper like depression. And I wanted wow. to get some of your advice about how to navigate this conversation with him. I don't want to seem like I'm nagging, but I also want to make sure that like he's feeling the support that he needs and, and can get the support and help that he needs if, if he needs it. Um, so let me know what you think. I'm super curious. I love the show. Uh, and thanks so much for everything you do. Bye. What a sweet angel. What a sweet angel. I love her voice. But also, uh -huh. Andrew, was this a personal attack on me? <laughs> I felt Be the same way. Because was, was that Vince? Because Andrew knows that I've been on stage talking about how he showers every day like a Rockefeller. What? And I only <laughs> shower if I have to like... I only I know it's time to shower when the dog tries to take my underwear. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I did that on stage recently and there was like a woman off to the side and she was just like, ew. And I go, I know, girl. I'm not proud of it. I'm struggling. I'm not here to ask if it's right or wrong. I'm fucking aware. No, I, it's bringing me back to the beginning of the pandemic when I was just like, it's it's depression time. Let's fucking yeah. rock this. <laughs> you know? And it was just like, let's see how gross I can get. And then being like, oh, you live with someone you love. Maybe you shouldn't right. do that. But right. what a sweet, supportive person. I know. Like, it could absolutely. That is a symptom of depression when you just don't give a shit enough to bother. Right. You know, with general basic hygiene. However, this could have been what he's like this whole time, but you've only... Exactly. This is why you move in together before you decide if you're going to be together forever. <laughs> exactly. Right? Exactly. I think that, again, nine years, I would imagine if there's one thing you guys are good at, it's communicating because there was yeah. a lot of phone calls and all that kind of stuff. So yes. I would hope that you could ask him. Maybe. Okay. Tell you me. Know, what do you think? Well, yeah. no, they could. I'm sorry. Well, I, you know, they could be like waspy. And I so know. like the phone yeah. calls are just like, waspy. so what? What TV shows did you see today? Right. Yeah. Right. You're right. They could be delicate. But I think that like, so for instance, like not brushing teeth. Absolutely not. Right. That can, not only is it just funky, it causes like heart disease. You're totally. going to get all, it's not good for him to do. And it's like, yeah. and that's one of those things that you could easily say, be like, babe, I can't kiss up on you till you brush your teeth. Yeah. And I think that's something that a lot of us have said in romantic relationships that last a long time. Totally. <laughs> like, have you not? Like, Andrew, he will tell me when my breath is out here. And but I'm like, Andy, we out in the world now. It's too late. I can't do nothing right. about it. And now I'm just and now I'm just scared. Self-conscious. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. Like, I do think there's a real anything can be said if you're coming from a place of love. However, that doesn't mean they're gonna take he might be really self-conscious when you tell him and yeah, he's not gonna react well, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't say it. All you can control is how much how much with how much care and love you say it mm -hmm. and then you know who then their reaction is whatever they want it to be yeah you know it, there's yeah. just so many like you know he could have be, been made fun of as a kid for something similar to this and reacts really poorly oh. uh -huh. whatever yeah, yeah, but yeah. i 
I think it's an okay request for her oh, to well, have. Yeah. Well, wait, know? Georgia, were you ever in the position of the boyfriend where like a loved one has had to say like, like Can clean I it up? That never. Uh, <laughs> no, no. But I have said to someone before, you know, like, hey, you're. BO's a little funky just because it's it had never been before. Oh. So I was like, what's going on? Um, but I have said it before and nobody wants, you know, I don't, I'm trying to think. I don't think I've ever gotten a negative reaction the few times I've said it because nobody wants that. Yeah, you get a little embarrassed and then you get yeah. a shower and like, oh, sorry. And you're like, no big deal. It's, and then it can be not a big deal if you make it not a big deal. Exactly. You can also do the classic. Let's take a lover shower. Right. And then you can kind of like get him there. And then like, you know, and then like when he smells good too. Yeah. Be like, mm, I like when you be smelling like that, whatever, yes. right? Like like really positively reinforced. Yeah. Fructis. Yes. And just like really like lay it on thick when he's fresh. Totally. And so then hopefully he'll start to kind of put those two and two together and like, right. no, he's gotta brush his teeth every day. So yeah, buy you're each just other buy buy you both a nice new quip. I don't know. It's promo code what's a quip uh, a quip is the toothbrush oh <laughs> really <laughs> okay podcaster you've been podcasting too much you're giving I me fucking you're telling me about all quips. i have all i use in my house are things that i've gotten from the podcast truly. you have bombas uh, socks bombas socks have... meundies <laughs> casper mattress casper mattress with a uh, native deodorant get him all the get him at, listen to a bunch of podcasts get a bunch of promo codes buy a bunch of hygiene stuff <laughs> yeah I think yeah. that's the way. <laughs> You'd have to. Yeah, I really like the idea of like reinforce it. Like get real Pavlovian and like reinforce <laughs> yeah. it. Like when he trick smells him. good. Yeah. yeah. Trick him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um <laughs> Yeah, trick him. Be like, let's do this together. Yeah. And then just be real, like, yeah, and then whenever his breath is fresh, you just give him kisses yeah. and kisses. Mm. And then when his breath be stinky, you'd be like a tiny little pick, you know? Ooh. And just be like, like, babe, you stinking. Do you mm. smell garbage? Did someone take the garbage out? To- oh, no. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, if they're in a New York apartment, that means they are so close to each other at all times because it's tiny. There's no room for them to take a shower together, I bet. Uh, <laughs> you could squeeze so she- in your little shower. Sure, and you're standing there. So she probably <laughs> has to smell him a lot more than she would if they lived in, you know. Yeah. If they had some room, mm. but <laughs> I love it if they lived in Texas. You don't like, smell your lover Texas. as much in Texas. <laughs> well, sure, I've seen that on T-shirts before. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think that would be the way to do it, and and then of course ask him. Like again, you. So it's been eight months. You guys have been living together. So, and obviously it's been eight pandemic months. So you right. know none of us are normal. But you know, just yeah, asking him like, babe, you haven't been showering it. Is it because you're lazy or because you're sad? <laughs> don't say that. Are you a piece of shit or are you sad? sad? I don't know. I think you could keep, but yeah. I don't know. I would just, I would like to think that after nine years, yes. you yes. could have oh, yeah. some directness. Dr- yeah, direct, yeah. but silly, but soft. And like, you know, again, obviously it depends on how you communicate. Andy and I will always skew, you know, to the joke side of right. how to right. approach something. But it's like, you should be able to say something like, is it just because you're not leaving the house? Because I get, because I will literally, I'm like, I I shower if I don't have someplace to be. Yeah, I shower when I feel gross. Me too. And that I think that could be two business days. 
Yeah. Maybe if but I was I, just in the I'll house. I'll take a bath and I'll shower and won't wash my hair. Or I'll wash my bangs in the sink, which is the fucking <laughs> trick of a lifetime. Because suddenly your hair looks clean. <laughs> just uh, the just the bangs. You pull the yeah, front and the you this just... And then in the sink, yeah. just a little shampoo. And then <laughs> my hair's clean. Uh, yeah. If I could let myself go and lived alone, I'd be disgusting. Like, I'm not yeah. a... There's just a thing about me that that's how it is. Yeah. I could yeah. be really gross if I wanted to, but... Same. Society, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's definitely me, too. I'm just... And, but I always think sometimes it's like a reaction to... I think it's like it is almost like a petulant reaction to my mother was is somebody who was very like, you know, how you look and dress right. and all that is so important. And like she was pretty on me. Yeah. On me too growing up. And then me still now, like, what are you wearing and stuff? Yeah. So I think that part of what I've done is like, I'm an adult. I can do whatever I want, which means I can look as busted as I want. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm like the clothes. I was like, I don't care. Cause I cause also like wasn't really attached to, clothing because i was uh i was a fat kid nobody boys didn't like me anyway like it just never seemed to me like something to do like yeah my appearance is not where it's gonna happen for me so don't even try do you know what i mean though like i'm rebellious about that where you're like oh yeah well i'm gonna i'm not even gonna try you know or like yeah i mean basically i didn't start trying until maybe college and sort of as i was like, okay, if you really want to pursue acting, you should know how to like put makeup on your face. Yeah. And I didn't because I just thought, mm-mm, there was no way. Like I would just, Aww. I would wear, I remember like oversized Mickey Mouse sweatshirts with a wide <laughs> leg jean, honey, and a sketcher. And I that just said- That was a college uniform though. I didn't go to college, but if I, but that's what everyone I thought wore in college. Oh, no, no, no. I wasn't wearing this in college. This was it. Oh. This was middle school. But oh, when okay. it's like, oh everyone's trying yeah. to be cute, but it was like, but everything was like so big. And it was like, yeah. why was I wearing all this Mickey Mouse? Was I even really a fan? <laughs> I don't think I was that much of a fan of him, but I just had so much Mickey Mouse. Aww. It was ridiculous. The Disney store, honey. That was it. Cutie pie. Was there a Disney store in Times Square? No, when I was in Detroit, we would go to the Disney store in the mall uh, and I would clean up and <laughs> I would just get a bunch of things on sale. And then I would have these big sweatshirts. But yeah, it's like I never tried. And I remember there was like one day, it was like seventh grade. And they were all the same way you felt about Orange County girls. That's how I yeah. felt about Upper East Side private school girls. Oh, all geez, skinny, all rich. Like, uh, And I was wearing this like cool two-piece, really an exercise outfit, I would say, yeah. from the Gap. And I had, like, you know how they put the little, like, plastic stickers with the size on them? Yes, yes. Separate from the tag? And so I guess I had that sticker on, and this girl, she, like, with the withering, Ugh. with the added, she's like, you left on your medium sticker. <gasps> and they all laughed and oh, whispered and mean. cackled. And I mean, to be a medium at 12, there's nothing wrong with it. No, you know but, that I used to got te- I used to have be teased in elementary school for having a flat chest. What? And later I was like, yeah, I was in sixth grade. Right? Exactly. Who the fuck has tits? <laughs> but of course they did. You know, had some like they were happening soon. Yeah, yeah. But I mine they still haven't come in. Like, <laughs> but looking back, I'm like, who teases? Yeah, someone yeah. in junior high for being a medium. That's yeah. perfectly sensible. And someone. Yeah. With no tits. I know. When I they're know. in sixth grade. <laughs> it was just wild. And it was just crazy because I look back and I'm like, my God, girl, you thought you was fat. 
And you What's did not even girls? know what your body could turn out to do. You What's needed to girls? love it back then. It was just like, yeah. but it was just crazy. But like that feeling, you know, but because of that, yeah. I would then be very like, well, don't even try, right? Like I was wearing yeah. black, gray, navy, don't look at me, don't pay attention. Yeah, like you weren't allowed to participate. In yeah, way. yeah. So shitty. So it took Bullying. a while to figure I got out. pants in fifth grade, if that makes you feel any <gasps> I got pants once too. Ugh. Where were you, pa- what, in what area of school? I was on, it was PE, it was in fifth grade. <gasps> so both of the like fifth grade classes were out. Yeah. on the field yeah so everyone fucking saw it wait we were also on a field no. it was like seventh or eighth grade and we would go to this place again it was manhattan and we'd go to this place called yeah. randall's island where uh-huh. for some reason that's where we would have gym in warm weather and oh, it was nice. soccer and i was standing there not doing nothing because you know i'm here for gym yeah. and then somebody ran and pantsed me me too capture the flag fucking oh, bitch ran up to me and pulled my skirt down oh oh your skirt you guys both hold on you both had underwear on though Yes, did, but yeah. still, it's you don't do that. No, no. Someone pantsed me in the in uh, when we were in gym class, waiting to go you know, like from the locker room into the the gym. Yeah, and then the and then I grabbed and then I'm like fuck you and I grabbed him and nice. I, his and then the gym teacher yelled at us and called us like gay or something and then what? <laughs> and that was hard. God. That was that was uh, my only guys. <laughs> Just like, you know, good old 90s homophobia in school. Right. Oh, God. I wonder if every single, what if every podcaster in the world has been pantsed and that's all the secret <laughs> thing that we all had in common we didn't know about? That would be amazing. Maybe yeah, you don't have to go to college it. to be a podcaster, but you have had to be pantsed. You had to. When you were a kid. In a, pu- a real public. Yes, the, a real sister, public the sisterhood of the being pantsed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we should make that movie. Yeah. Oh, sure. my gosh. Uh, Georgia, 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 yeah, Georgia, you guys, Georgia, fucking loveliest people on the planet. This was so fun. I You're knew this was going to be fun. I knew it. <laughs> I had said, cause I was, I said this to Naomi. I had such a lovely conversation with you at that party. Me too. I had so much fun talking to you guys. You, you and I had like a definitely you, like you a, guys went in, got into us, it. Us and, and Brent. And Brent Sullivan, we had like a shit talking trio at the party we were at. It was like a bunch of famous people, and then like the three of us were just talking a ton of shit. Really, that's my favorite part. That's of how party. it should be. I know. And I was like, oh, I like got separated for a little bit, and then yeah. I was like, Andy, what were you guys doing? Because I was like talking to people where I felt awkward and didn't know what to say. But yeah. because of the way, because the party, you guys, it was in a long space. So it, it felt like once space. you're on one side, yeah, it was hard to kind of get to the other end. Yeah. And there were like small groups because you yeah. can crowd yeah. too much. Yeah. So anywho, but now well, look at we... us now. This was good. <laughs> I got to learn so much. When the pandemic's over, we should have events and you can ask him what really happened with the... <laughs> Yeah, with the getting together, definitely. So uh, see you guys 2026, and that'll be cool. Right. Uh, Let me just see what they are projecting for BA2. Oh, Lord. Hey, actually, I'll say this. Today, the cases are down in LA, Los Angeles. Cases are down to, like, pre-Omicron levels. Wow. First, around there, hovering around. That's great. All right, we'll see you guys next time. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. 
This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.